Today's spiritual talk is about the value of that fiery, wild quality of love inside of you that we see in John the Baptist. And so we'll start with Luke chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. Now in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip was tetrarch of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Licinius was tetrarch of Abilene, and the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. And he came into all the regions around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, the voice of one calling out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every ravine will be filled and every mountain and hill will be lowered. The crooked will become straight and the rough roads smooth and all flesh will see the salvation of God. So he was saying to the crowds who were going out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore produce fruits that are consistent with repentance, and do not start saying to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that from these stones, God is able to raise up children for Abraham. But indeed the axe is already being laid at the root of the trees. So every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. John the Baptist is an interesting character. He's the cousin of Jesus whom we met when he was in the womb of Elizabeth, Mary's cousin. We know from Luke 1 that there's an immediate recognition of Jesus' incarnation when Elizabeth speaks of her baby leaping for joy in her womb upon greeting a pregnant Mary. And with John, we have this idea of a blood or tribal connection. He's the precursor of Jesus who acts as a bridge between the way relationship with God had been defined and what Jesus was bringing. Relationship with God had been based on the tribal or blood connection, which said, you're connected to God because of your ancestors. But Jesus brings something different that is a personal and individual relationship with God, based more on how our action connects with the God that is inside of us. John himself says that he's a bridge and that it's not enough to be the ancestor of Abraham and Sarah. One can't say their relationship to God is enough just because of their lineage. And John's pointing to the message of Jesus, which is the love for all people, or universal love. We also see from the description in Matthew that an aspect of John the Baptist is some form of wildness. He speaks to the crowds as brood of vipers and yells at them, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He brings a big intensity in his being. He lives in the wilderness, wearing camel hair and eating locusts and wild honey. And these symbols, the locusts and the honey, can be utilized to unfold meaning within ourselves. 
So remember that locusts were one of the ten plagues sent in Egypt when Israel was enslaved. Locusts are insects that eat everything, and as a plague, they were considered a manifestation of the wrath of God. And here we have John eating the locusts, eating the manifestation of the wrath of God. And there's also that honey that reminds us of the sweetness and the harmony of life. So we have this contrast of the locusts and the honey, the intensity and the sweetness. And how interesting that John brings these two elements together. So if you look inside yourself, you can ask, who is this John the Baptist part inside of me? What is this wild part that's yelling and unafraid to say things bluntly? Take some time to connect with that part that can speak the truth, your very own truth. John the Baptist is preparing the way by speaking the truth that people need to repent. And repentance is often associated with evil or shame, condemnation, and used to judge or threaten people. But the Greek word for repentance, metanoia, doesn't mean any of that. It means having a profound change of heart, a change of perspective, or a shift in one's direction. So even though this call for repentance is forceful in a certain way, it's calling things out that are not right, and it creates space for much-needed change of heart or perspective, a much-needed shift in direction. So it's important to connect with this John part of yourself. And also remember, John is not the Messiah. He's the precursor who makes the way for something else, He makes the way for Jesus to come. He himself says in Luke 3.16, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Let's consider this concept of fire as it's often mentioned in the Gospels. As you consider Notice where you might have an association in your mind with the fires of hell or a sense of something bad and destructive. The invitation here is to associate with the fire of love. Fire brings warmth. It brings transformation of things that are no longer necessary into ashes that can be used for new growth. This fire of the Holy Spirit is the manifestation of God's love. God's love manifested is the Holy Spirit. And John the Baptist, with his very intense way, is making the way for something bigger, which is the love. So sometimes when there's a wound, we have to clear all the debris. We have to clean up the wound, the pus, the infection, for healing to come for the love to come. So when you have that voice that is the intensity inside of you, don't squash it. It might be messy, it might be intense, but move forward with it. Move with it and go further into where Jesus is, into where the incredibly healing message of universal love is. 
Recently, we celebrated the birth of Martin Luther King Jr. And here's one who used this John the Baptist energy to uproot systems of oppression. He took the strong desire to change and move things via a connection to God's love. He's an example of changing the system into one of loving your enemy, showering them with love. And here's a couple of quotes from the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Wall, and they go well with understanding this message of transforming things into love and with love. He said, Love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. And it's not enough to say we must not wage war. It is necessary to love peace and sacrifice for it. We must concentrate not merely on the negative expulsion of war, but the positive affirmation of peace. So we see it's important to note and speak up against injustices where we see them. But there's an additional movement, and that's the movement into love, into that universal love that transforms and heals. If we stay in opposition or in categories of right and wrong, then we miss the opportunity to connect with the great love inside. So may you be blessed as you tune into and listen to this wild, fiery quality of love that's moving in your own being. 